Hey everyone, this is Jennifer. And this is Paige. And this is Big Book Energy. Our book for today, Captain Wentworth's Diary. The summary is going to be kind of a mishmash of a summary of Persuasion and a summary of Captain Wentworth's Diary because obviously the two books give very different perspectives on the main storyline, the narrative. And also I didn't finish uh, writing my notes for this summary, so hopefully I won't go too off script and start rambling about things that don't really matter. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and start talking about my favorite Jane Austen couple. Cat, oh, excuse me. He's not a captain yet at the beginning of this story. That's one of the interesting aspects of Amanda Grange's narrative is that she chooses to give us some prequel information, which is actually really nice. About the first half of the book is actually over events that are only referenced in Persuasion. And this is Wentworth and Anne's first meeting and relationship. So... Um, We're starting, I think, in like 1806. Commander Frederick Wentworth is looking forward to enjoying some much-needed shore leave after heroically defending England against the Napoleonic scourge. And he is especially looking forward to spending some time with pretty young ladies because apparently Wentworth is a bit of a dog. (laughs) A little bit. Little bit. So he is visiting his brother, who is a, I want to say pastor, but that's not what they call them in England. I think he's like a curate or something. He's in the church. So he's visiting his brother when he crosses paths with Anne Elliot, and all thoughts of a string of flirtations with all the girls in the county immediately leaves his head. While her father, Sir William, and her older sister, Elizabeth, are wrapped up in their own importance because they're titled landed gentry, Anne is an intelligent and witty young woman that easily captures Wentworth's affections. Despite her family's obvious disdain for Wentworth, right? He's just a regular dude in the Navy. They pursue their romance with many sweet moments, lots of Anne blushing, all perfectly adorable period romance. And this courtship culminates in Wentworth proposing. Unfortunately, we can already see where the problem lies. While Wentworth is brimming with self-confidence, his conversations with Anne reveal that while she is intelligent, she seems to be lacking in agency, which is understandable. Her family is like terrible to her and and they don't allow her to make any decisions. Wentworth has also attracted the ire of Lady Russell, a distant relative of the family and a surrogate mother for Anne and Elizabeth after the death of their own mother five years previously. Similar to Sir Elliot and Elizabeth, Lady Russell is quite convinced that Wentworth couldn't possibly be good enough for the daughter of landed gentry. Um, And she's particularly attached to Anne. So she wants Anne to end up with like, you know, like a duke or something. (laughs) Lady Russell uses her influence over Anne for evil, (laughs) persuading her to break off her engagement. Evil. Evil. (laughs) Um, So yeah, she persuades Anne to break off her engagement with Wentworth. Heartbroken. 
Wentworth swears off women for good and leaves to make his fortune in the Navy. Fast forward seven years, Napoleon has been defeated for the final time. They thought he was done before, but he came back. (laughs) (laughs) Round two, begin. Wentworth has indeed made his fortune in the Navy. And after so many years of service, he is looking forward to civilian life. Unfortunately, not everyone has made it out unscathed. His Navy buddy, Harville, has lost his sister, Fanny. What a name, right? Yes. I hate this name. I, yeah. But Fanny was also engaged to another one of Wentworth's Navy friends, Benwick. Super fun times. Harville has written to Wentworth to ask him to break the news to Benwick. Yikes. Yikes. Benwick is heartbroken and goes into a deep depression, but eventually he ends up going to live with Harville and his wife, Harriet. And you're probably wondering why I'm telling you all about this, but it's going to be important later because Wentworth promises to visit Harville um, whenever he ends up finding a house. In the meantime, he makes plans to visit his sister who has settled in none other than the Elliott family home, Kellynch Hall. Coincidences, I tell you. Mm -hmm. Sir William is basically like a piece of shit. He's also terrible at managing money, so they've had to rent out the family home to try and repay his debts. What this means is that after seven years, Wentworth and Anne are going to be thrown together in a variety of situations. This is soups awkward. (laughs) The the most awkward. (laughs) They really do not know how to act around each other, which is like understandable. Oh yeah. But it's it's also hilarious. And this is really where things start turning into a soap opera if they haven't already. Like so much drama. The other main connection that will kind of throw Wentworth and Anne together is the Musgrove family. Now the Musgroves live in the neighborhood, so Wentworth visits them often. And while he visits them, he comes into the acquaintance of their two young daughters, their two young pretty daughters, I might add, because no one shuts up about how pretty they are. Um, (laughs) And they are Louisa and Henrietta. Um, Louisa in particular is going to become very attached to Wentworth and he is kind of, well, he kind of leads her on. So he, he gives her a lot of attention and this is noticed by a lot of people in the neighborhood. Everyone? Yeah, it's noticed by everyone. And it's going to lead to some unfortunate assumptions being made later on. Now, how does Anne come into this story? Well, the wife of Charles Musgrove actually happens to be Mary, Anne's younger sister. So Anne obviously is over at their house all the time as well. And this is where we get the very awkward and uncomfortable situations where Wentworth and Anne are like, how do we act around one another? Let's run away from each other all the time. And Wentworth is also like, let me (laughs) flaunt my flirtation with Louisa and Anne's face constantly. So yeah, it's, it's fun times all around. (laughs) Um, But Wentworth is, (laughs) Wentworth is beginning to realize that he can't stop thinking about Anne. We'll put a pin in that, come back to it later. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> he can't so stop cute. thinking about her. Uh, he always is like looking at her and wondering how she's doing. Um, yeah. 
So it's it's very cute. I love them. Anyway, yeah, so Harville finally ends up writing to Wentworth about where he ended up finding a house, and that is in Lyme, which is a seaside coastal town. And immediately upon hearing this, Wentworth goes and visits, and when he comes back and tells the Musgroves about his visit, they decide that they want to go to Lyme and see the seaside, you know, have a nice little vacation. So they all head out to Lyme, and this includes Anne as well as Wentworth and the Musgroves. However, shock horror, a terrible accident befalls the party (laughs) while they're at Lyme. It's the most tame shock horror thing ever. It's, I honestly, like, okay, I'm gonna put a pin in this because I have to talk about this in a second. Okay. Louisa, who Wentworth has been encouraging in her very headstrong ways, right, um, which makes sense, Anne had been persuaded out of her engagement, so he now values determination in a woman, right? She won't be determined, she won't be uh, swayed away from what she wants. Well, he's been encouraging this in Louisa, who is already very headstrong, and she insists on, like, I wish I, okay, pin is now removed. Let's talk about it. I wish I could picture what this area looked like because she's like jumping off of something into Wentworth's arms, essentially. And I'm like, and she falls and hits her head somehow. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, is she jumping off like a 10 foot wall? I'm like picturing her jumping down off of like two steps. And I'm like, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did she hit her head? I, I don't know. So if any listeners have any insights into how this situation played out, <laughs> please enlighten us. But essentially, Louisa falls and hits her head. And Wentworth is, even though he's a naval man and used to action, is completely incapacitated by this. And Anne steps in to basically guide the party as to what should be done. She takes control of the situation, like the badass bitch that she is. Damn straight. And he also has the realization at this point that, oh, maybe, you know, being headstrong is not actually a good thing. Like maybe, you know, listening to your own willful desires is not as good as having steady principles, is what he calls it. What? Who knew? So Louisa is quickly convalescing. She does end up making a full recovery. But unfortunately for Wentworth, he realizes that Anne is the only one for him. But everyone thinks he's engaged to Louisa because he's been so attentive to her. So he decides that he's going to take a trip and maybe Louisa will forget all about him. (laughs) My dude. (laughs) He goes and visits his brother and um, has a wonderful time visiting his brother and eventually he receives the shocking but welcome news that Louisa and Benwick are now engaged. So he's like, oh my gosh, I'm free. I can go win back Anne. So he swiftly leaves his brother (laughs) and goes to Bath, (laughs) which is where the Elliots have gone since they rented out their house. 
So this is where it just the drama just increases. Um, because now we have to talk about Mr. Elliot. Now, Mr. Elliot, you'll notice, is not Sir Elliot. Now, Sir William doesn't have any male heirs. He only has Elizabeth, Anne, and Mary as children, which means that the next closest male relative is going to inherit the Elliot estate. And that is a Mr. Elliot. In the past, Elizabeth had pursued him to try and marry him so that she could remain like the lady of Lady Elliot, essentially. She could, you know, stay in her family home. We're not even going to touch the fact that people within the family are marrying each other. They're like cousins. We're not going to talk about that. Ugh. But anyway, so they had previously pursued Mr. Elliot, but he had roundly rejected them, ended up marrying a very wealthy commoner instead. Unfortunately, his wife passed away. And so now he's a widower and they're like, ooh, well, maybe we can once again marry off someone to Mr. Elliot and we don't have to lose the family estate. And apparently Mr. Elliot is very taken with Anne. So when Wentworth shows up in Bath, he is horror-stricken to find Mr. Elliot and Anne seem to be so close. <laughs> and it's it's very dramatic in his diary. He's like, oh, hope is lost. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. And it's some so, daunting shit in there. He is just like going off. There is no yes. hope for me. He is the most dramatic. Once again, cementing that men are also very emotional beings, okay? So yeah, we have now this love rival in Mr. Elliot, and Wentworth is about to give up all hope, except that Anne has a conversation with Harville, very close to him, as he happens to be writing a letter for business. And in this conversation, Anne reveals essentially that she has never forgotten him. She, it's a conversation about who forgets love quicker, men or women. And if you read Persuasion, it's a very Austin conversation talking about the nature of men and women. Anyway, so mm. Anne basically reveals that she believes that women stay true longer than men do for a variety of reasons. And so Wentworth is like, oh my gosh, is she still in love with me? So he writes a letter to her <laughs> and and leaves it for her before he ends up leaving with, with Harville, where, in which he expresses his true feelings. He still loves her. And she, you know, comes out onto the street and they end up walking together. I'm, I'm glossing over some details here, but, you know, the essentials mm -hmm. is that they end up walking together and they confess their feelings and they decide that once again, they're going to become engaged. Family and Lady Russell be damned. Anne is not going to be persuaded <laughs> out of it this time. Yes. Now, this is where we learn about Mr. Elliot's true nature. And this is where it really gets soap opera to me. So Anne and Wentworth are super happy. And Wentworth is like, well, I thought you were interested in Mr. Elliot. And Anne reveals that Mr. Elliot is actually a scoundrel because her old school friend, Mrs. Smith, who is now an impoverished conditions, used to be friends with Mr. Elliot. But after her husband's death, Mr. Elliot, <laughs> Mr. Elliot refused to help her. And so now she's poor and an invalid. 
And Mr. Elliot is actually a horrible, evil person. And the only reason he was in Bath was to watch out over Mrs. Clay. Now, I haven't talked about Mrs. Clay, but Mrs. Clay is the companion of Elizabeth Elliot, and she's a widower who has ingratiated herself to the Elliots by, you know, baseless flattery, essentially, uh, with the design of trying to marry Sir William and becoming Lady Elliot. However, what ends up happening, scandalous for this time period, Mrs. Clay leaves the Elliots and goes to be Mr. Elliot's mistress. What? No. Yes. Scandalous. <laughs> Honestly, though, this is so dramatic. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, And of course, William and Elizabeth are just so offended that she's Mrs. Clay has abandoned them. And obviously, Mrs. Clay is hoping to eventually marry Mr. Elliot so that she will still become Lady Elliot. But Anne and Wentworth really don't care. They have received the blessing of Anne's father. Lady Russell is now on board. And they have found a beautiful home by the sea. And they are going to remain happily in love forever and ever and ever. The end. That is Captain Wentworth's diary. And I'm going to save how much I love this story for our discussion section. So. All right. Fair enough. Creative's Corner then? Creative's Corner. I think that I do. All right. Well, that was Captain Wentworth's Diary by Amanda Grange. 100% would recommend if you are an Austin fan. Even if you're not an Austin fan, you should become an Austin fan. (laughs) Because... It's some some great romance stories. I love it. But thank you for listening today. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's happening on the podcast, you can always follow us on social media. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, both of them at big underscore book underscore energy. I have been very lacking on Instagram lately because I've been supremely burnt out on podcasting stuff, but I hope to get back into it soon. You can also visit our website, bigbookenergy.com, where theoretically we post reviews every now and again. That has mostly gone to the wayside at this point. Sorry, grad school's consuming my life. Yeah, I am unsurprised and non-judgmental about the fact that this has happened. Perhaps one day there will be more more reviews. We'll see. But you can go and visit our website, bigbookenergy.com. And if you would like to support the podcast and get an awesome book at the same time, you can head on over to our bookshop store. That's bookshop.org slash shop slash bigbookenergy. Captain Wentworth's diary will be on there so you can snag a copy and support us and independent booksellers at the same time. And we also have a Patreon account if you'd like to support us that way. If you are not a member of one of our higher tiers, you're only getting a small snippet of a much longer episode. If you are interested in hearing all the things we have to say about guilty pleasures, and you should because we cover like aliens and shit, which is awesome, you should head on over to patreon.com slash bigbookenergy and pick whichever tier suits you best. I would suggest either a ninja or a mage tier. All right, guys. Thank you for listening today, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Let me let me drink some coffee. Okay. Cheers.
I have pumpkin spice creamer and it's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I've yet to find a good creamer in the entire fucking country of Iceland, so I am drinking black coffee. That's really sad. Yeah, the other food's been great, but the coffee creamer. You seem to like bitter coffee around here. I wish I could send you some of this because it's literally so good. It's a non it's a non-dairy uh creamer. It's silk brand and it's pumpkin spice flavor. Mm. And I don't even need to go to Starbucks to get a pumpkin spice latte because I can just put this creamer in my coffee and it's delicious. So jealous. So jealous. Maybe I can find a way of sending it to you. We'll see. We'll work on that page. Okay. You're a good friend. <laughs> All right. 